Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Muskets, we fire starters, starters. Uh, one out of a million more angels. I'm a second fielder, then I won't be now. Now, what? Never could tie. Look in my eyes. I'm on the rocks, guys. What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing? Harley Davidson, you scammed your way to the top. I'm telling you, you did. I'm not lying. No, you were lying to everybody. You scammed your way to the top. How you doing, Janelle? I sleepy. <laughs> yeah, you are sleepy. You like woke up five minutes ago. I did. It's like, what the heck, man? You're supposed to get ready for a show. I kept hitting snooze. That snooze button, I guess, is uh, the biggest cause of people getting fired. How am I going to get fired? I'm just talking about all over the world oh. and that snooze button. Yeah, that snooze button causes major issues. Okay, what do I mean about Harley Davidson scammed its way to the top? It did. I don't know. Percentage rates. No. Oh. I can tell that China Dowell is already lost on this subject. Uh, how am I lost? I was guessing. What the hell does percentage rates have to do with the topic? Percentage rates for Harley Davidson's pay monthly payment plans. Now you guys know why she's blonde. It does not uh, match the carpet and the drapes, but now you what? know why she's blonde. But anyway, oh my Jesus, I'm talking about how Harley Davidson used for its benefit, which was a good marketing plan, the image of the outlaw biker to push its bikes. Now, in the early days, with the old fellers. And this really came about uh, after World War II. Everybody wanted to buy American. They didn't want to buy anything that came from Japan or Germany. So Harley Davidson was the man, if you would say. <laughs> the man. And it followed the image of being a rebel, about being raunchous. And it actually built itself up come on you're talking about people that get harley davidson tattoos can you imagine the company's you know coca-cola can you please get a tattoo of my product but now no you got a lawyer like whoa, blah, 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 blah. a hollywoodism right there what happened what happened man i'm telling you what happened you have a loyal group of people that have tattooed their logo on them yeah like Always oh, it so what they did was they picked and cherry picked and made it into their own brand. Mm -hmm. But now it's screw all you people. It is. They say ha ha, we tricked you. And how did they say, ha ha, we tricked you? They shoved all the people that were blue collar, hardworking scooter tramps uh -huh. to the side. Yeah, they did. And I get it. You got to run a business. I get it. But you never forget the core people that kept you in business. Mm -hmm. Now, when, say, a scooter tramp walks into a dealership. They get pushed aside. They don't even get acknowledged. This is true. That is 100% true. It's all about the rubber. I've seen that happen in two different Harley, de Harley dealers. <laughs> and it's funny. Some of the times those uh, scooter tramps make more money than the rubbers. Yes, they do. Because people don't know. They judge a book by its cover. And that's exactly true. Now, 30 years ago. The salesmen were cool, by the way, 30 years ago, but now they're like. <laughs> How'd that go again? <laughs> they're stupid. They are. They're stupid. Do you tell them shut up, stupid? Oh, I've told many of them to shut up, stupid. <laughs> 
but they actually knew about the motorcycle. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Mm -mm. It's like, here's a pamphlet. Here is what, how to explain what kind of engine and everything your bike has, because I don't know. Now they build Disneyland bikes. What happened to the bare bones chopper? And I'm not talking about Harley Davidson. I'm talking about the, you know, the custom builders. Now they make stuff. You know what? It's funny with the, the one, uh, what is it? The big wheel baggers. It's like, dude, you're not two years old no more. You don't need a Tonka. <laughs> the hell are you trying to make a big wheel for? That is so five years old. Dude, every time you say big wheel, all I'm picturing is that actual big wheel. But that's what it looks kids. like. It's like a big wheel. That's why they call it a big wheel. That's all I could picture. It's like, what's wrong with you? You're not two no more. <laughs> you can't ride that. Oh, I'm going to take that across country. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to spend $80,000 on that. You're stupid. You're going to spend more than that in the long run. But getting back to Harley Davidson, do you think that they abandoned their core base? Yes, they did. I don't know how many times you got to walk into a Harley, Harley dealership. And they walk right past the biker and head towards the guy over there in the suit. Now, Jason was correct, and you know this to be correct. The rub invasion of the 90s, this is when it happened. Right, be, uh, It had to be right before 1994. Because remember Wildfire Harley-Davidson over on North Avenue in Villa Park? Yes. Used to be in a hole-in-a-wall dealership. Yeah, with like maybe five bikes out front. Five bikes, but you walked in, you'd smell the gasoline. Mm -hmm. You'd smell the rubber of the tires. Yeah. Now it's a Disneyland across the street. It's like Mickey Mouse comes on a Harley over there. But it was the 90s where... Everything changed. Mm -hmm. That's how the president, CEO, that uh, L, uh, L. Bundy shoe salesman guy that is leading the company now, that's not even American, by the way. He came up with the ideal of just putting the most expensive bikes on the floor. And that's what exactly happened during the 1990s. You had a, you were on a waiting list back then. Sure. It's, and you still have idiots tattooing the logo on themselves. And why? Why? Please answer me that. Why? Uh, you know what? To be honest, tell me the maybe honest it's, truth. Maybe it's lost its meaning. But in the early days, hell yeah, it was a company that was standing behind you. It was American, baby. Dude, there's so many Japanese parts on them damn bikes now, it's unreal. Do you have one? What, a tattoo? Harley. <laughs> tattoo a Harley? No! <laughs> I don't even wear a shirt. <laughs> I always giggle when I see them. I'd have picked the rubbers out of a crowd in a heartbeat. Ah, oh, you're wearing a Harley Davidson shirt. Oh, how cute. <laughs> Aw. I just want to make fun of them. Aww. You really don't see any old scooter tramps wearing any, you know, Harley Davidson gear. They're, they're a clothing company now. Half their business comes from clothes. Retail sales. Yeah, and we don't mean motorcycles. No. Yeah, it's true. You know, it, it's genius how they did everything to build themselves off the backs of, uh, you know, the blue-collar, you know, rebel type of individual. And they said, switcheroo, screw you. That's basically what they said. Mm-hmm. Now they get uh, idiots in there that don't know what a motorcycle is. You ever walk up to a parts counter in a Harley Davidson dealer, you want to strangle them. You want to punch them in the mouth. Hey, I want some bolts for a derby cover. What's a derby cover? Man, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. Let me go back there. I'll find it myself. That's how you feel. I like when you walk up to the parts counter and they pull out that book that's about three inches thick. <laughs> and they're like, you you wanted what? 
flip, 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 <laughs> flipping the pages in the book. Oh my goodness! Me, I can't think about where that's going to be in here. Hold on. A uh, free motorcycle with the purchase of a $45,000 T-shirt from a clothing company that sells motorcycles as a side business. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it's become. Uh, not just shirts, pants, socks, boots, underwear, tampons. <laughs> <laughs> right? You do. You walk in wallets, purses, baby bottles. I want to <laughs> see. I want to see motorcycles on the sales floor. I don't want to see all the shirts. It's funny they let you know. Every time I went in and bought a bike, they give you those coupons, and I hand them right to you. You're like here. I don't well, want it, sir. Don't you want a shirt? Yeah, she can go get one. And, I don't wear them. And you know, and you know what's funny? All the Harley T-shirts that I have are still in in my drawer with, with the, the tags, tags on. on. <laughs> you don't want to wear them because you know I'll make fun of you. I just leave them in there. I think I've worn one once. But what do you think about a company that turns on its base? I think they're sad, sad people. They're making a, they, I, I love Harleys. Well, yeah. But at the same time, they've turned on their own workers which we're all supposed to be supporting. They turned on you. Mm -hmm. And again, a company has to make money. But at the same time, keep those that helped you get there in mind. Just like the Harley Davidson Museum. You will not find, not even close, any exhibits on outlaw motorcycle clubs. Hmm. You'll never see it. But wait a second. You're the one who took their image. But you're not going to acknowledge those that, you know, really built up your brand. I think that's disgusting, don't you? That is sad. Especially when the MZ world is what made them I, who they are today. In I, my truly, opinion. I truly believe that is the case. That the motorcycle club scene is what made Harley Davidson. Now, we can take a poll to that effect. Do you think MCs are the ones that made Harley? I think it is because Harley went and took their image. Even if you go back in time and watch some of the old documentaries about clubs, they're all sitting there and talking about, well, Harley Davidson's the best. Even though we bought the shitty motorcycles during, uh, you know, the 70s, the AMFers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just the way you said it. We, we stuck with them. Just the way you said it was funny. <laughs> the worst decade of motorcycles ever. <laughs> I'm still going to get a Harley tattoo. Are you? But then uh, come the mid 90s, they said, screw you. I don't like it. So don't you think that's a, they scammed their way to the top? Yeah, they, did. they were acting as they something they were not. Is what I believe. Do you remember the look on my face when we went for that, uh, that build? that build thing when we did the video yeah the king of the baggers yeah and we went to what's the st charles right mm -hmm. st charles illinois to go to the harley dealer and never been in that one ever it's and you, disneyland and, and you look at it from the outside it's ginormous it's actually bigger it's a huge freaking place than their original one that's here by us right uh-huh and we walked in and i'm looking around what the hell my eyes got huge they have a balcony. You go up on this balcony and you look down and it's just like bikes. Which is cool. Which is cool, but it's like, geez. No, it's... There's like, there's like thousands of them in there and I, because I've never seen one this well, big. Well, why do you think I call them Disneyland? But I still prefer the hole-in-the-wall Harley dealership that used to be Wildfire Harley-Davidson. Yeah, that place was cool. And the guy, they had the like guys three that, employees. The guys that worked in there were so awesome. 
they were. It was great. It was great. Let's uh, look at some comments here. How many Harley tattoos did I uh, actually do? Oh <laughs> I started refusing doing them damn things because I thought it was so stupid. I would pass them off. But, yeah, we used to tattoo a lot of them. He used things. to do at least two or three a day. <laughs> Not going to lie. Oh, my goodness. That's redonkulous. Uh, Windy City International rented a Triumph Tiger 1200 from Windy City. You know what? The Triumphs, you know, because they were with the Allies, Triumphs were huge too within the scene mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, you had Harleys, you had Triumphs, you know, you don't know what, uh, uh you know, Indian with their million different owners, but uh, now they're giving Harley Davidson a run for their damn money right now. Mm-hmm. It's true enough. So if you had a message for L. Bundy, the shoe salesman, uh, who is leading the Harley-Davidson Motor Company right now, what would it be? What would you want to say to him? More bikes, better staff, and less apparel. Wow, she was quick. (laughs) Say that again. More bikes, better staff, and less apparel. I think that is a good plan right there. Well, because that's what I'm saying. When you when we went into the St. Charles location, and it was Bikes Haven and this tiny section for apparel. For as big You know as, what? That was a true. It as, was real tiny. Dad. For as big as that location was or is, their section for apparel and stuff was te- like minuscule. Mm-hmm. But you go into Woodstock or you go into Kegel, right? Majority of it is Kegel is mostly a freaking Kegel. You're lucky to see maybe 20, 25 bikes, and the rest of the store is apparel. Plus, they got a restaurant in there and a restaurant, yeah, where all the rubbers gather every morning. They do so cute, isn't it? Uh, they gather there every morning, it's funnier than hell. Or you see the guys hanging at the counter drinking coffee with the parts guys, yeah, those were cute. You know, but it's like if it was more like going to the one in St. Charles where it's like bike haven, mm. I think they'd be better. And the staff over at that location were phenomenal, too. Yeah, they were phenomenal. You know, not all Harley uh, salesmen are bad. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. But you got to know who you're playing. Who? Don't, well, you got to treat walk, every customer the same. Don't I think. walk past the biker to go to. Dude that just walked up in the, you know, $50 jogger. <laughs> with his, what are you talking about? $100 jogger now with the Nikes, Adidas. With the Nikes and Adidas outfit going on or the dude in the gray sweatpants. I don't know, whatever. But it's <laughs> like, head over to the dirty biker. Hmm. He's going to probably walk out of there buying one compared to, you know, Joe Schmo. Wearing his uh, I don't know dress they, pants uh, or golf shirt. The nerve that Harley Davidson had after messing around with the sporty, you're you need a kick in the balls. Okay, uh, they just do stuff that is stupid. They don't think it through. Mm-hmm. But I do. I I do get. You know what? I love Harleys, but I love all bikes. But I'm one of the guys that know well. Harley Davidson don't care about me. So, you know, yeah, I love its products and stuff like that, but I'm not going to sit there rah-rah for them. No, you're not. Do you ever, you run into them guys too. I'm not riding nothing other than a Harley. I'll walk before I ride something else. Well, you've been a long-ass walk, man. You you better get (laughs) going, Jack. You're going to be taking a while getting, uh, getting there. And that's the problem is they don't see it as I do where Harley Davidson just used your ass. They use the image to get ahead. Well, and there's been a few Hondas through this area, through through our garage, you know, and they, they ain't nothing wrong with them. Oh, Jason, man, he brought up an old school dealership right there. McHenry Harley Davidson, man. Oh, my goodness. You know, those were the freaking dealerships. But now when you walk into one, you don't have, I guess if you're older and you, you know, you know what it used to be like, it's different for kids that walk into them now. Mm-hmm. 
they don't know the old uh, hole in the wall ones. No. They don't know what the experience was like walking into a Harley Davidson that there was only three people that worked there. And two of them were, you know, smoking at the counter, telling you, you know, you're a screwball and, you know, the going off on you if you screwed around. Now it's, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can I help you? Can I get your shirt? Well, look at this. Look at this nice mother. No, the old salesmen were they grungy looking and they were really into the play. You know, you walk in and they're like, what do you want? the hell you want i'm busy here as they're sitting there just smoking <laughs> <laughs> looking at an easy rider magazine or something <laughs> no they actually in some of the dealerships i know uh wildfire did they used to have uh the centerfolds uh on hanging the, up on uh, the walls on the wall yeah <laughs> they did i remember now you got too many damn prudes man they don't want to see titties now it's just neon Harley signs. Yeah, that's over. about it. <laughs> it's like all you see a few things apart here and there. You know, uh, Derek, when I was a teenager, the local Harley dealership has a hole in the wall garage. Now it's on the outskirts and is now literally a clothing store. One hundred and fifty dollar. Oh, my God. No way. Sure. Well, yeah, I believe it. By the way, I'm having a members only tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're just going to hang out. Me and my members of the Madhouse crew at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Steve Easy, you're right. It's about the numbers. Uh, Mike, uh, Harley-Davidson executives just want profits for their shareholders. Not the best uh, model for long-term survival. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. So let me know. Do you guys think Harley Davidson scammed its way to the top? I truly believe they did. I think they pulled a rope-a-dope on everybody. Mm -hmm. What do we got going on in the news today? I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we've got a couple different things going on. Just a couple. Just she sounds like a 90-year-old old lady the way she just said that. An Indiana ex-con took concealed carry to a whole new level when the cops found he was stashing a gun in his butt. His butt? In his, well, anal cavity during a traffic stop. Dude, that's so funny. Anal cavity. <laughs> Christopher Boyd, 32, was riding in a vehicle. You that got was... that right, Engine. You remember when people weren't like that? But now, oh, my God. <sighs> Go ahead. Christopher Boyd, 32, was riding in a vehicle that was pulled over at 2 a.m. on Monday in Evansville because its license plate was obscured. When the cops patted down Boyd, they found a small bag with multiple pills in his right sock which the suspect reportedly claimed were Percocets. And Percocets? That, and that uh, you, Percocets, really? Those are like TikToks to you, aren't tic they? TikToks? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Which he claims he scored from his Aunt Trish to deal with pain of having a bullet lodged in his spine. Well, maybe it's because you had a gun in your butthole. You imagine that thing going up, off, man. You're, you're sitting there driving by. Back. Next thing you know, shoot, that's literally shoot yourself in the ass. But get this. Boyd claimed he was unable because they were searching him. They were un that he was unable to spread his legs due to his spinal injury. That's because he had something in his butthole. <laughs> After being taken into custody. I'm surprised they didn't buy that because, you know, they are cops. I'm stupid. After being taken into custody, he was walking with a limp and appeared to be clenching his butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what uh, China Dow finds <laughs> on Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Uh, yes, and you're right, Scottish. Wow, talk about concealed <laughs> carry. But <laughs> Was it loaded? <laughs> It was a loaded one, too, right? I the bet. body scan revealed a large object in his groin area. They strip search and revealed that he had a Smith & Wesson bodyguard stuffed in his rectum. 
The bodyguard is a 380 caliber gun that weighs less than. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Not a pound, but it is five inches in length. Well, you can tell. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he was just, you know, doing one of them things with sex in the ER. I don't know. So it was really unclear from the police report if the gun was loaded, but they do claim that it mm, was lodged in his anus and it's. Anal cavity, please. Anal cavity. Can you say that? Anal cavity? Anal cavity. He had been previously convicted of attempted murder, burglary, domestic battery, and was banned from carrying guns. So that explains why he put it in his anal cavity. Oh, my goodness gracious. Let's hide it. Let's hide it. Over out of the Carol Times, Harold Harley Davidson of Carol. Donates $15,000 to St. Anthony Regional Cancer Center. Rock and roll. See, now this is the stuff I like. This is the stuff I like. Lots of money going out there for charities. And, you know, the popo, they don't they don't like us. They don't like us. But, and then they say, well, you know, that Toys for Tots thing that really, really upsets me. When they say, well, clubs put that on as a front to their criminal activities. They're boneheads, them people. They are. They're boneheads. This is what it's about right here. This is what it's about. And you know what? I'm still serious, man. If you look at the ladies of our time, they are nothing like the younger kids, man. The younger kids have some hot-ass women. Look at what we get. It's a sad state of affairs. Rude. It is. Look what we get. Thanks to Maryland Rucci uh, Golf Tournament. The, golf. Okay, golf. The fuzzy hats. Well, you know, when the guy walks in wearing the, you know, work pants or dress pants mm. and a polo with the little dude on it, <laughs> he'll he'll get approached before you. Harley Davidson to Carol has donated 15 grand to the uh, St. Anthony Regional Cancer Center. Quote. It's always a good thing to raise the money and have to go have it go to something that touches lives. Uh, Terry Ricci, uh, uh, the co-owner, said to have a cancer center like this is amazing. Finishing up its fourth year, the golf tournament was named after Ricci's mother, who passed away from cancer in 2019. When it comes to fundraising, she said it's often easier for others to donate when they know it will help someone else during a difficult time period. That, to me, is bigger objective to get in a donation. It's how to go about being used. Uh, it's really great to be supported locally by so many people. Everyone is affected by cancer, which is very true, whether it's you, a loved one, friend, coworker. And what we have now is absolutely beautiful, beautiful stuff right there. That's Harley Davidson out of Carroll. They donated 15 G's to St. Anthony's Regional Center. Aww. That's beautiful. That's so cute. But don't don't you hate that when uh, law enforcement go and say, hey, that's the only reason they're doing Toys for Tots is that they're trying to cover up for criminal activities. Yeah, that's stupid. That's so not. That is so not the reason. The reason is for the kids. You're damn right. Kids or those in need. People are ignorant when they say that kind of stuff. You got that right, man. You got that right. What do you got? A jealous Florida woman has been arrested for allegedly, allegedly, oh my God, plunging needles intended for his dog her dog's rabies vaccines into her boyfriend's eyes after accusing him of looking at other women oh (laughs) 
Oh! Sandra Jamez, 44, from Miami and her live-in boyfriend of eight years have been in an ongoing argument because the man's wandering eyes on Saturday. <laughs> I like that engine. <laughs> engine to be cap. He's one of my, he's, he's awesome. I love him. Ah, did they wear a badge to cover up their criminal activity? <laughs> Go figure. When things escalated into violence, when the pair arrived at their home, Jemens allegedly seized her chance to teach her boyfriend a painful lesson. I don't know. Didn't they say that needles in the eyes actually don't hurt? Um, that's what I, you know on House MD, man. They did that thing with the needle in the eye. It didn't hurt. I don't think. I don't know. You don't got a nerve about needles, but go ahead. When the unsuspected man laid down on the couch. His girlfriend was just going to lay there and let somebody put a needle in No, he didn't know that it was coming. His girlfriend jumped on top of him with two rabies needles that were for their dogs, jabbed them into his eyelids. (laughs) Oh! The victim called the police and was taken to Jackson Memorial Hospital. Dude, she's sadistic. Where he met with the detectives. Oh, ow. Man, she mean. Dude. <laughs> she was ar- later arrested that night. You think? When responding police officers found her sleeping in her car outside the house. Oh Without batting God. an eye, the 44-year-old suspect allegedly claimed that her boyfriend's ocular injury was somehow <laughs> self-inflicted. <laughs> ocular. <laughs> So she was booked on a felony aggravated battery, but she since bonded out and was ordered to be held on house arrest. Ocular injury. Yeah. Rich is saying, why are you laughing, China? That's nasty. He st- she stabs him in the eyes because he was checking out other chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's going a bit far. You think? But you're sitting over here laughing. Hmm, maybe I should do that to Hollywood. I mean, it's kind of funny because of the fact that somebody would choose to go the distance like that. Go the distance like that? Really? <laughs> that's just stupid. Yeah, but you're what? laughing about it. You're sitting funny. here, man, maybe I should try that on Hollywood. <laughs> I don't have any needles like that. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> this is a very interesting uh, thing out of Box 6 Milwaukee. <laughs> Harley Davidson's future. And this is something to talk about here. How to sell bikes to the next generation. Wasn't I arguing with Abate about how they're going to get the next generation to join yes. their organization? This yeah. has to do with Harley Davidson uh, trying to sell and it. And they, they never did answer that, really. They never did. Because I asked it like six times in the chat during that show. <laughs> and they wouldn't. You know what? I honestly think they don't know how to. Mm-mm. I honestly think, and that's a tough question for people is how to get the next generation involved. Uh, Harley-Davidson is an American icon built on history. Yeah, the history of the backs, on the backs of us. As you know, this was during the celebration of 120. Uh, the challenge is how to sell bikes to the next generation, and it's one Harley-Davidson is still working on. Uh, I guess motorcycle sales were down 12%, uh, but overall Harley uh, revenues were up 21 that's because he's using the bait and switch tactic of let's just sell the more expensive bikes. One expert said he thinks the key to Harley's future might not include a throttle. Uh, what? Stupid. That, uh, it's the best mental health treatment that I've gotten is with a Harley. The couple, uh, he loves it, uh, blah, blah, blah. But uh, what do you think? How do you think that it's good to see that it even got a picture of their clothing store right there? <laughs> With their 500 shirts on the wall. 500 shirts on the wall. <laughs> Pick a square. You know, they credited Harley for its approach to an e-bike. And though, you know what? It's funny. Uh, you even got out of uh, New Jersey or Connecticut, whatever, where they're rescinding all this EV stuff because they know it's falling flat on their place. Nobody wants to buy an electric vehicle. And nobody sure to hell wants to buy a damn freaking uh, electric motorcycle. It's like one of them Tonkas you get out of Walmart, you know, for the kids. You put a battery in. I don't want one of them. 
I want one. I want one that smells like gasoline. I want a pow pow power wheel. You want a power <laughs> wheel? Come on, we used to have that one that was a Jeep in the garage. For yeah, the and you, you you used to ride around in the thing. I did. I fit perfect. But nobody wants that electric crap anymore. They see it as a scam. I do not think that's the way forward for Harley, and that's why they uh, splintered the company and now Livewire its own damn company. I don't think, you know what, I think they're betting on a segment of the population which really isn't that big, and they're trying to put that over everybody as far as that electric vehicle crap. You know, hybrids are, you know what, actually the way to go, I think, if you're going to get into that kind of stuff, if you don't want straight engine or straight gas, you just go get a hybrid. But Harley has a big, big challenge in getting people that are younger over to it because the crotch rockets are the ones that, are coordinating uh, that market. What? Your two main nemesis, A. Bates and Howard Stern. <laughs> Who said that? Steve. Steve. <laughs> They're my nemesis. They are. I hate Howard Stern, but I, I'm not in for A. Bates. I ain't. Mm -mm. I'm just not you weren't in before, for it. You weren't before you did the show and it went all downhill during the show <laughs> it just made it worse for them well that's something you know me and the members can talk about uh tonight is that uh point but at the same time and i think engine's correct on this one do you think electric uh electric vehicles are all about control they are trying to push that stuff well with electric vehicles they're basically controlling how far you can travel wow yes because it can only go so many miles before it's got to be fully recharged again. And if you think about it, where are you going to charge it? Nobody's got charging stations. No, they don't got the infrastructure for it. No. And I've already found out that our company who's got, they've got 50 plus stores and growing. He are the owner of that company says he will never get charging stations. It's not because it's going to cost more in your electric bill than it's going to cost to like put the charging ports in. Uh, Bill asked, what do you think about bikes that are automatic shifting? I don't you know what? For my age group, I, I think it's ludicrous, but they have to do something to get younger ones involved. That's just like we were talking about the uh, semis yesterday. They're mostly automatic now. It's like, dude, what a switch. So is it going to have to be that type of deal where you have to make some of these bikes automatic to get kids to actually get into them that don't have any coordination like China now? <laughs> so I can't do it. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Too many moving parts. Is it me or was it the teacher? Hmm. It was you. It was the teacher. Yeah, right. It was you. But do you think that could be a... Maybe they're doing it to get younger generation involved because of the fact that <clears throat> if you look around, how many of the kids that are under the age of 30 know how to drive stick shift? I don't think many at all. I mean, for real. Did you know I know a couple people that have stick shift vehicles? just because of the fact they know no kids can steal it. You know what? That's a very interesting point right there. I'm serious. We were talking about it with customers last night. I was. And a lot of the I, five people that came in said that they specifically own a stick shift. One, because it's better on gas. Mm. And two, they ain't going to find it stolen out of their driveway. Because the kids, the that's young, an anti theft device at that point. It's stick, stick shift. shift because these kids don't know how to drive it, they don't. They're under the age of 30, they don't know how to drive stick. You know, if you ask me uh, what is going to help uh, Harley Davidson bring in the younger generation, I think they need to come up with some kind of marketing plan where they show men teaching kids how to work on motorcycles. I think that'd be a better marketing plan than ever to get younger kids. All right. Here's what I'm envisioning right now for Harley. 
Here's what I'm envisioning. Because we all know in our cars, you have the older cars have the stick to change gears up on the steering wheel, right? Right. Then in the newer cars, you know, you got it they right got here these, in the center. No, the newer cars, they got dials. Okay, but here's what I'm here's what I'm envisioning. Here's what I'm envisioning. I think they need to do it on Harley's where it's like up by the handlebar. <laughs> what are you stupid? Come on, it'd be funny. <laughs> no, it, it you're over here being actual serious because it'll help you. It'd be funny. No, I like the gear shifters that are on, you know, in between the seats there. But I'm not I, like your truck makes me mental. <laughs> no. Why no. are you picking on my Silverado, man? <clears throat> because I'm so used to doing the gear shift in, on the, you know, in, yeah, on my right hand side between the seats, not on the steering wheel. But can you imagine right there on the front of the Harley? <laughs> that was totally stupid. I think it'd be funny. It was totally stupid. It'd be funny. I'm just saying. But what I think is even more stupid is the newer cars where all it is is a dial. Yeah, no thanks. That's too it's much. like, what the hell is going on here? That's too much. I'm telling you, man. But don't you think that if Harley did a marketing campaign where it's showing commercials of a biker showing the kid how to work on the bike, I think that would, because that really, if you think about it, the garage days were the best days around well, how, where you just sit there, work on your bike with your buddies, drink a beer and tell stories. Well, how many people out there still bring their kids or spouses in the garage when they're working on their bikes? Well, that's a no allowed zone with you. But when I go, you'll break something. No, I don't. I go out there when you're out there. God. Yeah, but you're not allowed out there by yourself. That's no, a no-go no, zone. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm so not. No. You don't, you're not allowed in my garage by yourself. Nope. That's why I don't have access to it. You have the door locked on the side, and you take the stupid garage door opener with you. I they think I, they think I you're li bullshit. I literally have absolutely no access to that garage unless you're home. Uh, you're not. She ain't lying either. No. Because you have a, do you guys do that with your old ladies, man, have, where you don't want them in your garage? You have a freaking master lock on the side of the garage, so I can't get in the side door. And you do. Hanging from your visor is the garage door opener. I can't get in there unless your truck is here. And I don't have the key to the master lock. Nope. Nope. I can't. And he's like, yeah, if you need the dolly, it's in the garage. <laughs> How am I supposed to get it? It's all locked up. It's like Fort Knox. <laughs> I can't get in to get it. So what do I got to use? The broke ass one in the basement. Well, that's a good uh, statement right there, uh, Dirty Knobs. What percentage of the population works on their stuff anymore? 5% maybe, he says. I'd say less than 25%. A lot of people don't work on their own stuff anymore. And... At the same time, can you say you blame them because of all the electronics now? The electronics are a bitch right now, man. I don't even know how some of these newer bikes people can even do it. It's not like the older bikes. It's not only bikes, but cars. Cars, too. Yeah. It's hard. It's funny. At my shop, a Tesla comes in. We can only work on the fucking tires. Has anybody actually looked under the hood of a Tesla? It is like, dude, no wonder you need all kinds of certifications to work on this damn thing. You can't work on it unless you know you know how to do deal with all the uh, electricity. So I take it they have to bring theirs back to the dealership. It has to go to the dealership. It, 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 yeah, we'll put brakes on or something. But other than that, man, you're, you're shit out of luck with us. And a lot of cars are becoming that way. Uh, you know, and Harley's no different. They're making it to where you actually have to take it to the damn dealership. Where you can't even do basics on that shit anymore. And is that a good business plan? I guess. But at the same time, it's killing you because you don't got that uh, garage feeling where you walk in there with your buddies or your kid and teach them how to work on a motorcycle. Mm -mm. You used to see it all the time, but not anymore. 
Uh, Terry, that's an awesome idea. Having family daddy showing his boy how to wrench on his bike. You're damn right, man. That would be a great marketing well, campaign right and there. And start young when they're riding, like, you know, the BMXs or whatever. The yeah, sit in there, take them, uh, take their BMX into their the garage, mind. and hey, this is how you change the chain, how you change yeah. your brakes, how you put air in your tire. Start with something simple like how to do maintenance on their BMX or their mountain bike or their mongoose or whatever the hell their big deal on bikes are now. Mm. That's where it needs to start. Show your kid how to repair what they have. Have a marketing campaign that shows the history of what Harley Davidson actually was like. It was about the camaraderie. It was about uh, sitting around and that centerpiece was the motorcycle of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But they don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, it's all about the dollar companies don't want people to, that work on their own things. That's why there is a right to repair bill being pushed. This is true. This is true. They do. You know what they, especially during the, and you've seen how bad it got when the UAW went on strike, you could not get any parts whatsoever for cars. You couldn't. It was hard as hell to get them. It was like back ordered for months. But that's the direction that we're going now is where you got to take it to a dealership to get it fixed. Mm -hmm. That's why I think a lot of independent shops are dying off, not only in, uh, you know, motorcycles, but as far as cars too. Well, a lot of dealerships are late. You know, they tell people, especially younger kids, like our like our daughter, for example. But she's smarter than that because she, you know, hung around the auto shop when we had the auto shop. But they're like, well, yeah, since you are getting this from us, all your repairs, because she had a warranty. Well, yeah, all the warranty stuff has have to, be, to done be done through the, through the dealership. And now she thinks that she she, you know, it's like you sit there and you tell a kid that that doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, that means oil changes, brakes, tires, da 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 da. And yeah, you're going to be paying more than you normally would, like at a mom and pop joint, to get your oil change and all that because the dealerships charge more. Mm -hmm. But if you're smart, Cole, smart, Cole, most vehicles don't even come with warranties anymore. And Mike's correct. It cost him $14.50 for oil and a filter for a Yamaha, and his labor's free. How much is it uh, to an HD oil change? And you know what? Some of the dealerships around here, you can only buy a maximum of five oil filters. Mm -hmm. That's all you can buy. They won't sell you more than five oil filters. At some of these, I know Woodstock's like that. Because they don't want you working on your bike or somebody else's bike. Yep. They want it brought to them. And what's even worse is they don't have techs that know how to work on shit. Come on. How yeah. many times did I have to bring the freaking fat boy back for uh, four that uh, that cam tensioner crap they put on four, <laughs> four times. And the first time was the very first day it came to the house. <laughs> Bring it back. Because they had that damn warranty shit in place where you had to bring it to them or yeah. they wouldn't do it. Yeah. They wouldn't cover your warranty. Mm -mm. And I think uh, as soon as Harley really got hit with that one lawsuit from the, uh, I think it was the FTC, where they were claiming they weren't going to warranty it if it was under, it was the tuners, I think it was. Where if you didn't have their tuner and they didn't uh, tune it, they wouldn't war you know honor any of your warranty stuff. That's just like the aftermarket pipes and stuff like that. But a lot of the you know a lot of a, that's being called out, thankfully. But you know the sad part is, on the other hand, you got a lot of independent shops that ain't worth a shit anymore either. You know, everybody used to say, hey, you know, bring it to an independent shop. But at the same time, a lot of the old fellers ain't there anymore. It's true. You got these hacks out there that really don't know what the hell they're doing on them. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. 
a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, let's see here. If you change your oil yourself, it's going to cost 50 bucks on a Sportster. Uh, my power sports dealer raised the price of uh, a Fram from eight to 12. I searched for the part and found the Fram at Walmart for four eleven. You know, Fram ain't what they used to be either. Damn them oil filters. A lot of parts ain't like they used to be. Well, remember when we were looking for one for at, mine at Walmart? Yeah. And it's like it, there were, they didn't there were even none. Then I had to go one. to Farm and Fleet to get one. Mm-hmm. And it was twice as much. It was twice as much, but it was quadruple what the Harley dealer wanted. Yeah. I was like, dude, all I want is a fucking oil filter. Mm-hmm. It was expensive. It was. But now they make it so uh, hard that, on you to that, do any type of maintenance on a brand. That's why, you know, I got the older bikes. You know, I love my Evo. Because you didn't do anything on that damn thing. Mm-hmm. But you start getting in the 20, 20s and up. it's like, screw you. I don't even want to attempt to work on it. Because you don't know what the hell you're going to do. Screw yourself up with the electronics. And then you'll have extra parts. Yeah, you have extra parts at that <laughs> point. Because you're going to be like, uh, I don't know where this went. <laughs> Did this even come off this bike? <laughs> it, it, Your it, handlebars are still on, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't taken those off yet. Uh, $100 just for an Amsoil oil change kit for a V-twin. Yeah, a lot of stuff is getting a lot of uh, it's going up there in price. Uh-huh. It, it is. It really is getting up there. Uh, KMP, I love KMP. Uh, my dealership is 89 for a full synthetic oil change, chain adjustment, and cleaning, and the bike gets hand-washed before returning on most non-Harleys. Well, they're, I guess they're uh, kicking ass there, man, for an $89 one. For non-Harleys. Rock on. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Mike says HD got fined like $16 million. Yeah, I remember that for the aftermarket tuners that don't meet EPA. Uh, that's why HD only a warranty approved Screaming Eagle tuners that can pass emissions. You know what? I think there is a lot more uh, to that deal than uh, meets the eyes. Uh, use Vaveline for my gold wings and HD. Rock and roll, rock and roll, man. Uh, but uh, things are just changing now. What do you think we're going to be like in 20 years when we're old and decrepit? What people are going to be driving and riding? That's the question, because you have to say to yourself, okay, what else can you actually change on a motorcycle now? You got all the electronic gadgets and all that. What else is going to be there? They're making it harder and harder to where you have to depend on somebody else to do it and can't do it yourself. Because who's going to, I mean, if a lot of it has to do with electrics, then you're going to need like the computer to hook it up. Oh, you should see it at the shop, all the electronic crap we have. I mean, oh it's like, God. it's ridiculous because who's, who's got the money to go out and buy the computer, the said computer that you got to hook the bike up to or hook your car up to. Nobody's got the money for that. No. Uh-uh. And hooking them up to the ones, you know, the little handhelds that people get like for cars and stuff. Th- those don't always, they're not a hundred percent effective because they're, they don't always pull every code. No. And, well, that's another thing that a lot of people don't understand is, yeah, I can go get an OBD2, uh, you know, tool. Off Amazon. And plug it in, and it give me a code, but half the time, that's not what's going on. Right. You know, people, it's funny, they'll just take it to a, a car repair shop. Yeah, this code came out, can you replace that when it has nothing to do with it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the one thing that really upset me when I bought the CVO was... What was it? Four months later, somebody came in and gave you my tuner that they just had in a closet. Yep. You're going to sell that, you know, sell the bike and how much it costs and not have the tuner in it. Yeah. You're just trying to come get me to come back and pay more because I think they pay. You got to pay like six hundred dollars and it stays at the dealership. The the tune your bike. Mm-hmm. 
that pissed me off beyond belief. It really did. It pissed me off. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? And then I brought it home. I go, here, guy from Harley dropped this off. At least they came to me and didn't say, hey, can you come in? Yeah, luckily, luckily he visits the gas station so uh, he could drop it off there. Uh, and you know what? Uh, what's it called? I just seen that. And I think this is true with Bill said uh, 20 years bikes will fly with hover power. I think it's getting there already. They're working on it. Lots of places, lots of countries. You know what? That'd be very it. interesting to talk about uh, tomorrow is these type of different vehicles that are probably going to end up flying. It's going to start being like back to the future and stuff. <laughs> You would you ever feel comfortable in one of them? Uh no. I don't like going on airplanes. So no. No. You don't think it would be cool flying motorcycle? No. I'd be looking down going, man, that fall's gonna really hurt. I like to get a I like a, you think it's bad when you got two wheels on the ground, you up in the air and you fall. Well, that hurts. You That's go splat. a long way down. You go splat. No tanks. No thanks, huh? No, I like to see him uh, come up with a Tron bike, <laughs> Jason. It would be very interesting when start seeing packs of flying motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the geese. They're flying south. No, that's just it's a that, motorcycle. It's that club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, evil can evil tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they already have, uh, I've seen airbags on people that have riding gear. They they actually have that stuff now. Yeah, and their jackets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, Rebecca, but the mo uh, the issues with most electronics is we don't have the grid system and power goes to support new cars. Or any, She's right on that. We don't got the infrastructure for all this electronic vehicle stuff. Uh-uh. We do not. Uh-uh. You know, so how do you, you know, how you think that's going to take off? I think if you're going to get an electric vehicle, you, you got to live in a city. That's the only plausible way to ride one of them things. You don't have to go far. You're not going to put on 200 miles. No, you, you'll go, or you know, probably, you know, you'll go 25, 30 miles on a charge. And then you'll take it home, recharge it. That's what those things are made for is inner city stuff. I truly believe that. And the way they're trying to push that stuff on everybody as a whole, it's just not going to work out because you don't have the infrastructure. And who wants to sit for eight hours for your car to freaking charge? Steve, easy. Imagine the club names for a flying bike. Oh, that would be funny. Hey, want to be part of the Flying Dragons? <laughs> and, Be and Beezer's right. The fall doesn't hurt, China Doll. It's the sudden stop. <laughs> hey, I'm looking out for people to be in my new club. It's called the Flying Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until you see what your nickname's going to be. Now, DJ D, he says the focus on performance is a great idea. Harley is a slow, weak bike out of the store. I don't know. You got the 117s now. They're throwing in the bigger engines and stuff like that. But at the same time, you have to say, okay, performance. Do I need a 117 to cruise coast to coast? You know, you got to bring in the factors of how much fuel, maintenance, and all that stuff that's going to be on a bigger engine. That's just like my 110. And it's got, I don't know, I think it's stage two or three on there. That shit's like, it gulps gas. You know, so for the speed and the performance, is it worth what I'm actually using it for? You know. Is it? I don't know, man. It's not a long distance bike because of the money. And that thing's been tuned to the hilt. So that's always going to be the great debate if performance on a Harley is even worth it to me anyway. Uh, Rich, my Harley has plenty of power for me. I'm not interested in riding like a hooligan anymore. Uh, I need, and DJD, I need my Harley to perform like a crotch rocket and ride like a caddy 
Well, then it's like, where are you going to find that mix in one? I don't think Harleys were made for speed. Mm -mm. They're made for comfort. Basically comfort. Yeah. Most of them. You know, they're road bikes. They're not, you know, performance type of, you know, deals. Even though that they are trying, you know, to put out some good performance bikes. I don't know. Uh, let me know what you guys and gals think about that. If you're a member, I'm going to be on at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Insane Throttle. We'll have a good uh, question and answer or just kickback session right now. But uh, everybody else, if you haven't joined uh, the members only, you can right here on YouTube or Spotify, baby. You can join. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. Rock. And that's it for a motorcycle madhouse morning mayhem. Don't forget to visit us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all major podcast platforms for all the replays of motorcycle madhouse shows. Don't